Dang it. What? I'm disappointed in this Mark Halperin story. Oh, yeah, I knew you would be. Well, it's disappointing because he's not going to be on the air anymore. Anywhere. And he's he's a a really smart, good, funny analyst. He's among the best political analysts there are uh, that exist in America. And he won't be doing that anymore because he's a pervo. Mm -hmm. And um, those can be obviously mutually exclusive. You could be a great political analyst and be a pervo. Oh, yeah. And that's apparently what he is. You know, never mind what evil lurks in the hearts of men, although this is certainly evil. But sexual kinks, man, you just don't know. He's one half of the guys that wrote Game Change. That was made into a movie. Um, he's been on a bunch of different networks and just I've always thought his opinions were interesting. Uh, here's one quick story. Diana Goldberg was a young researcher at ABC News in 1994 when she asked a colleague, Mark Halpern, for some information about a story. He readily agreed to help her and ask her to come to his office. Close the door, he said when she arrived. Come over here and he said, seated at his desk, sit down, I'll give you the information, he said, and motioned to his lap. What she remembers thinking? I don't want to sit on your lap, but Halpern was the political director for ABC, a rising star who was highly regarded by ABC's management. That's because he's really, really good. Um, And Peter Jennings really liked him. Goldberg, who now goes by her married name, uh, May, why did I say that? You don't care. Uh, Thought that refusing him could injure her career. She reluctantly agreed and sat down briefly on his lap. Wow. I can't believe people do this. I'm not a woman. I don't know what it's like to be in that situation. Although she's not saying she was scared. She's saying, I thought it would injure my career. I'm just astonished by this. If you're not scared or whatever, don't don't sit on your boss's lap because you think it's going to be bad for your career to say no. Don't do that. Wow, yeah, just don't. Wow, that, I I just, I tell you what, I so feel for women who are put in that position. Oh, yeah, it sucks. And he's, he's the criminal, you're the victim. I'm not making you the victim, but I'm just... Right, 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 right. You know, it's funny. We've said there there could be nothing scarier than spending an hour inside somebody else's head. I'll bet it would be just mind-bogglingly disorienting. But can you imagine? I spend an hour in Mark Halpern's head, and a woman walks in, one of my colleagues, and I think, all right, here's where I tell her to sit on my lap. I think, you're, you're going to what? You work with... You, 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 Go out for coffee a couple times before anybody's sitting on anybody's lap, you perv. She reluctantly agreed and sat down briefly. Halperin, she recalled, had an erection. The same routine happened on three or four other occasions, she said. Each instance left her confused, shaken, and ashamed. It's just interesting from a human nature standpoint to me that she did that three or four more times where he said, sit on my lap, and he sat on her lap. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. He was important. He wasn't my superior, but he was certainly into a superior position to mine. I didn't say anything. I didn't know how to handle it at the time. Well, he I knew it was wrong. It was gross. He's gross. He's gross. Yeah. 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 Uh, Listen, I'll tell you what, because a lot of people, men and women, will judge a gal like that pretty harshly. Um, And and I got to admit, I think you did what? But predators smell likely victims you know i've always taught my kids especially my daughters when you are walking head up eyes scanning don't look like a victim look strong look fast look confident whatever because predators are, are are cowards and or they're just you know they're looking for the limping antelope so the fact that this gal has a psyche 
that would permit her to sit on his lap a couple of times, a handful of times. That's why he went for her, because he's a predator. Halpern, 52 now, went on to become one of the most prominent political journalists of his generation. Working for ABC, Bloomberg, NBC, co-writing successful books, which became movies, etc., etc., etc. And it's a loss for politics that he's going to be out of the game. But it'll be a long time before he's back, I'm guessing. And, you know, I can I can tell how he leans a little bit, but he's he's among the most intellectually honest journalists out there. Absolutely. He calls them as he sees them. So this is really disappointing because there aren't many like that. What are you going to watch Don Lemon now or, or, you know, Rachel Maddow or Sean Hannity, for that matter? Halpern is the highest profile media figure in Washington be a, to be accused in this latest round of everybody's getting blamed everywhere. He's the biggest D.C. person that's been accused. And he's off MSNBC, and Mika Brzezinski gave a little thing uh, again this morning about how they uh, their hearts break for Mark Halpern and his family, but this uh, they can't... Uh, they agree with NBC's decision to have him off of the air, mm, and yeah. these women need to be believed and blah, blah, blah. So he's the biggest fish in Washington, which I find hilarious. Right. I'm a man who enjoys a wager, and I would, without hesitation, bet my next paycheck, were there a way to verify this, that, mm, how many uh, female uh, senators are there at this point? They're female senators? They're hand- <laughs> yeah, they let that happen now. All right, uh, so of the, I don't know, of the, the 90 male senators who are less than 85 years old, um, do you have an answer on 21. that? 21. 21 women? Yeah. That's too many. Oh. That's, that's way too many. <laughs> God. I'm kidding. Uh, Sean's got his quiz. He looks like Tucker Carlson watching someone eat a bowl of mayonnaise. <laughs> What are you? What are you so saying? The, now? So the hundred and fifteenth Congress—that refers to like the session of Congress, yes. right? So okay, so this session has twenty-one female senators, twenty-one female senators, and not Congress people. Uh, correct. Okay. So of the seventy-nine, roughly, Be, which is okay, because about a fifth of the country is women, so that's a good representation. <laughs> uh, so of the seventy-nine or so male senators, certain number of them are ancient. Quite a few of them are ancient. That doesn't matter. Okay. Of the 79 of them, I would be willing to bet my next paycheck that a quarter of them have physically sexually harassed a staffer. A quarter of them. A quarter of them. Wow, that is a pretty cynical view. One out of four. Mm, I might lose that bet. That's a lot. That's a heck of a move. A lot of old school, a lot of power, a lot of nobody dares bring me down. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. That that could be on the raggedy edge. I hope you're wrong. HBO immediately canceled uh, The Circus, which was the miniseries that uh, Halpern and Hammond had been done, which is the best political show I've ever seen and won't be on anymore because of this. Yeah. Sucks all the way around. Wow. Not to mention for his wife and... Kid who was just born like a month ago. It, what I I wish the mysteries of the human mind were easier to untangle. Oh, that's right. We're supposed to be doing clips of the week. There's a lot um, of things we're supposed to do. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so because I mean, a guy like that, he's got a wife, he's got a child, uh, whatever. You know, he's a he's a reasonably good looking guy. He's a very smart guy, et cetera, et cetera. 
if he wants to get some some strange, as they say, in circles I would never run with, um, <laughs> he can get laid. You, yeah, he's on the road all the time. You'd think if he's just that, you know, he just wants to cheat on his wife, he could have an affair. Right. Uh, the I, what I don't get about the calculation of this, a guy like him is. First of all, I don't understand getting a thrill out of that. I really don't because it would just I. I uh, if a sexy woman is sitting on my lap, I'm really happy about it. If she wants to be. If she right. doesn't want to be, it's not sexy in the least to me. Right. Right. So that's the kink I want to understand. How does a guy like Halpern not have the, oh, she's looking at me with a mix of pity, fear, and anger. That's sexy. Mixed what, with, what the hell? Mixed with, this is going to blow up my personal life and my professional life, and it will never be put back together again. And- How is that sexy? And, I can't keep an erection when I think I'm about to ruin ruin my entire life. And I'm humiliating another human being. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll be damned. That's something. Well, let's take a fun look back at the week that was. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a thick, well-marbled cow. Clips of the week. Bird in the center. Springer says he's got it. The Houston Astros win the pass. Accepting the tour is unacceptable. Did you know, a Senator, that there are almost a thousand U.S. troops deployed in Niger? No, I did not. Because if there's one thing that will make discount seafood even better, it's 20 minutes on the back of a bike. But I didn't know there was a thousand troops in Niger. You heard Senator Graham there. He didn't know we had a thousand troops in Niger. Did you? Uh, no, I did not. Reckless, outrageous, and undignified behavior has become excused and countenanced as telling it like it is. Did you know how many men and women were on the ground in Niger and what they're doing there? I did not. Chuck Schumer and uh, Lindsey Graham both said they were surprised to learn there were basically close to a thousand American troops in Niger. Was that a revelation to you as well? Yes. Everyone is colluding with Russia except Trump. I went to an Ivy League college. Uh, I was a nice student. I did very well. Uh, I'm a very intelligent person. I want to live and work with humans, so I need to express emotions to understand humans and build trust with people. Oh, oh, Natalie threw up. This is going very poorly, folks. One of the great memories of all time. I'm strong and getty, I'm getting ready for final thoughts. couple of quick texts as we head on out the uh, away from this break, because I don't want to revisit this. A lot of what older men think is a compliment, younger men's... Young, sorry. I don't... I, I'm not following you. <laughs> Nobody is. <laughs> a lot of what older men think is a compliment, younger women see as harassment. I don't know how often that happens. Yeah, um, there's some overlap there, sure. I'm 49. When I was in high school, every time I went to my best friend's house, her dad would insist I sit on his lap. It was awkward, but I didn't know what to do. Oh, boy. Creepo. And somebody predicts the next round of scandals will come out of the music industry. I could believe that. When's that's going to start? The record producers, the record companies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's got to be very similar. It's already begun. 
There have been a couple of gals from the country music uh, world who've said the uh, record company told them, you have to tart it up, sit on laps, give them a little lap dance type thing. If not, you know, more. Yeah. Text line is 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. More stores have closed in the United States this year than any other year. 6,700 American stores went out of business this year. Although I don't think of them as store closings, I think of them as Halloween warehouse superstore openings. But that is what happens. Really interesting stuff there. The uh, the guy that ran Urban Outfitters, remember he made that prediction. The coming um, explosion of uh, stores closing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was right. And Boy, there's already plenty of empty retail space. We had Woof. too much. We had way more than any anywhere else on earth by far. It was yeah. it was a, it was a bubble, and um, and there, there's no reason to expect that all those got. How often do you go to a strip mall and half the places in there, there's no, are empty now. There's nothing coming back there. You know, I recently moved from Caucasian Acres to Whitebread Heights. It's just a, it's a couple of miles, but. Um, Caucasian Acres in particular, the town I used to live, there's an astonishing amount of empty retail space. Yeah. Because it was, you know, one of the boom towns of the early 2000s where, you know, the population doubled, et cetera, et cetera, suburban town. Um, I'd love to count the empty units in that town. I've gotten in the habit of before I go to a store calling or Googling to see if it's still open. Because I had so many times where wow. I go to a store that I hadn't been there in a long time. I yeah. show up and it's closed. <laughs> yeah. And you can't be driving wild. all the way there to get there and it's closed now. You co- you combine with we were just had too much to start with, with the Amazon effect that grows daily. And yeah, retail is changing big time. Biggest year for closings ever. So what do you want? I've got some... Um... Which sucks if you put your livelihood into, you know, I'm going to open this shoe store or whatever. Right, right. Sean was a former shoe store employee. He could probably have some insight on that if we wanted any. And we don't. (laughs) All right. I'll be here if you do. (laughs) Perfect. So I'm reading more about the release of the the Kennedy documents, the ones that Trump did let loose. Some of them, about 300 pages, I understand, are being held back because allegedly... The 25-year deadline snuck up on them. (laughs) Well, allegedly they relate to... People and methods and places that are still relevant to what the CIA is doing. And the president, who, by the way, is the guy from The Apprentice, he said, I wanted to release all this stuff, but it would actually do damage to national security. Yeah, I guess the the security agency uh, people, your intelligence agency, sorry, uh, people got to him and said, you can't do this. We can't do this. Right. Please, 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 please don't let lo- this stuff loose. And it's not because any of these uh, 43-year-old analysts were there on the grassy knoll. I think it's, <laughs> I would guess it's probably legitimate national security concerns. That's my guess. Um, 
I'm reading about the stuff that was released and what people were hoping to see released. And what's become clear, and we were discussing this a little bit earlier, is that the CIA was up to plenty of stuff that's worth covering up. And it might have been benign cover-ups, ass covering, etc., not wanting to be called on having more information before the assassination that could have probably been acted on. Um, it's all sorts of different levels and, and motivations for cover-ups. It, it's not necessarily looking like trying to cover up the fact that they were involved with the killing, but it's hard to say. Um, the agency historian uh, wrote that... Um, John McCone, who was the director of the assassination, participated in a benign cover-up. He was complicit in keeping incendiary and diversionary issues off the commission's agenda. McCone purposely did not tell the Warren Commission about the CIA mafia plots to kill Fidel Castro, which are undeniable, by the way. Those have been the stuff of legend for a very long time, but they absolutely are real. So he purposely didn't tell the commission about that, Now, some of those plots have been planned at the Mexico City Station. Without this information, the commission never even knew to ask the question of whether Lee Harvey Oswald had accomplices in Cuba or elsewhere who wanted Kennedy dead in retaliation for the Castro plots, including the Bay of Pigs and other things, I guess. Um, So... The one thing you can say about the Warren Commission is that it was it had blinders on placed there by the CIA and didn't even know what questions to ask, which is pretty troubling. Would that road have led to some sort of conclusion? Nobody knows, but you'd sure like to have them ask or be able to ask. Uh, let's see. So what's the files that did come out? The WAPO. Sicked uh, more than a dozen, it says. I guess they have a hard time counting at the Washington Post. Was it 13? Was it 880? It was more than a dozen. We know that. <laughs> they sicked them on it, and they combed through the 2,800 uh, records that went live. Some of the uh, the nuggets they found, an FBI file contains information on the Bureau's attempt to locate a stripper named Kitty. Last name unknown. According to the file, another stripper named Candy Kane... <laughs> If that is her real name. Is Kane the last name? How does that work? <laughs> yes. Said Kitty had been his associate of Jack Ruby, Dallas nightclub owner, who killed Oswald. Uh, let's see. Leon Kornman, business agent with the American Guild of Variety Artists. <laughs> so, ladies, you've stopped calling yourself a stripper because people think skank. Now you call yourself an exotic dancer. But people figured out that means stripper. Which means skank. So now, call yourself a variety artist. I think they usually refer to themselves as dancers. So the uh, the guy with the American Guild of Variety Artists told the FBI the only stripper he knew of by the name of Kitty who worked in New Orleans was Kitty Reville. He advised that Reville committed suicide in New Orleans in 63, which is very sad. Oh, committed suicide. Oh, committed suicide. Yeah. Shot, Shot herself, herself in, the in the head three times. Yeah. Right. I think I've yeah. heard that one brought up before because that's another you know <clears throat> good one. So an associate of Ruby, you knew something, committed suicide. Gotcha. Several documents summarized internal discussions within Communist Party meetings after the assassination discussing whether Oswald was innocent and whether communists would be blamed for Kennedy's death. Agents ran down rumors from prisoners and poets and all sorts of uh, things they overheard in meetings. That was stuff we were doing? Uh, yes. And here's something I haven't come across. I'm surprised because new Russian books come out all the time because since the fall of the Soviet Union, 
all kinds of information was uh, was released. Mm-hmm. Have they ever looked in? I'm sure somebody has. The Russian files. What did the Russians say about Kennedy's assassination? That'd be pretty helpful to know. Yeah, actually, some of the stuff that's been released in the last 24 hours was our files on what we uh, snooped them out saying they were primarily concerned that we would blame them for it and and the poo would hit the fan i mean did i Kurt, almost said the s word i would like to see the files that the kgb did, did, did they say nice job fellas or did they say holy crap did you hear kennedy got assassinated well like i say allegedly what we have is them saying oh my god i'll bet they're gonna think it's us it wasn't us oh my god they're gonna think it's us uh, so we'll see i don't know uh, documents show that for years the FBI used informants to monitor the Communist Party in Dallas, a group that consisted of five or six people. So small, sometimes they held a meeting inside a car. But, you know, that doesn't mean they can't be up to no good. Uh, in April of 64, a memo from J. Edgar Hoover ordered the FBI to check out a report that Jack Ruby and Dallas police officer J.D. Tippett, who, who was fatally Shot by Oswald. Right. Shortly after the killing of Kennedy, had met at Ruby's strip club, the Carousel Club, sometime prior to the assassination. Hoover seemed skeptical. And the officer? Ah, okay. Well, okay. <clears throat> that, that that That's great if you want to buy it, but believe a conspiracy. The police officer was in on it. Oswald had to shoot him, too. Then somebody shot Oswald. Right, right. Uh, one memo described tensions between the CIA and the FBI uh, that still exist today. It quotes FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover, who was more than willing to shred the Constitution among his many uh, quirks and sins, saying, quote, more and more we are telling CIA about our domestic operations and always to our detriment. I want this stopped. So he's saying don't tell them what we're doing. Which is part of what led to 9-11. R- right, Exactly. Uh, 1964 FBI memo describes a meeting in which Cuban exiles tried to set a price on the heads of Fidel Castro, Raul Castro, and Che Guevara. It was felt that the $150,000 to assassinate Fidel Castro plus $5,000 expense money was too high. We can get somebody to do it for less. At a subsequent meeting, they settled on hundred grand for Fidel, 20000 for Raul, and twenty for Che. So that's interesting. It's like trying to figure out what to price your house at or... You know, trying to go through bids to paint it. Yeah. Uh, and there's more. And never pulled it off, obviously. Uh, right. Right. Although they did get uh, Che Guevara, finally. But um, I think that was more a military thing with the Bolivians, right, than uh, mm. sending an assassin in. What's coming up in your news, Ryan Harris? If I can figure out how to hit the microphone button right, a pair of congresswomen say Capitol Hill is as bad as Hollywood. The latest on Simon Cowell's health scare and a pharmacy looks to move into the health insurance business while the big online retailer that sells everything from books to vibrators wants to add drugs to the list. That's straight ahead. Yeah, I don't know what that means. That story is going to mean. We'll talk about that coming up, I guess, on the Armstrong and Getty Show. JFK. No one knows even today. So remember, I participated in a homeless forum the other night with uh, like uh, district attorney types and police types and business people as well. Business people, mm-hmm. mental health professionals, stuff like that. Then I got written up in a, at least a newspaper. It's been pretty interesting to follow. Maybe I'll talk about that. What are you referred to as alt-right radio personality, Jack Armstrong? My story was featured very prominently. I'd say it was the centerpiece of the article. Hmm. 
Excellent. Um, but the guy who got the finger snaps, if you remember that story? Yeah, I do. Yeah. He's also featured prominently, which shows why you got to show up to those things mm. to get your side out there. I'm learning a lot about community activism and that sort of thing. It doesn't take a lot of people, You just, but you have to show up to that stuff. I'm a community inactivist. Yeah, <laughs> most of us are. Yeah. Let's get the news now with Ryan Harris. Good morning. There's a pair of Democratic congresswomen and some staffers with them who are shining light on sexual harassment on Capitol Hill. The women described the culture of tolerance on the Hill as a good old boys club. No way! <laughs> Congresswoman Jackie Speer of California and Brenda Lawrence of Michigan will introduce a bill next week aimed at overhauling the Office of Compliance. Spear, you might recall, was an aide to Congressman Leo Ryan and was shot five times by followers of Jim Jones while in Guyana back in 1978 to investigate the Jonestown cult. Ryan was killed in that attack. A nasal spray that can reverse the effects of an opioid overdose now available at all Walgreens stores in almost all states. The drugstore chain says Narcan will be available in the pharmacy section without a prescription in the 45 states that what? allow it. Isn't this the same drug that we were talking about is $1,800 a shot? And so cities were starting to ration it and let you die if you'd already used it twice. Now you're going to be able to get it over the counter at it, the drugstore? With your bag of Takis and bottle of water, apparently. Do they have a price on it in your story, Ryan? Did or? not, I'm afraid. Yeah, but $1,800, I'm sure it won't be just out on the shelf. It'll probably be in the locked no, box clearly somewhere. The, clearly the price is coming way down. Uh, I'm guessing. Well, if they're getting enough doses of it, too, that yeah. makes sense as well. But this word comes, of course, as President Donald Trump declares the opioid epidemic a national health emergency and pledges federal health uh, help to try to make a dent in it. So I can go to the, 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 the drugstore, get uh, some Skittles and a birthday card for mom. Condoms. And, 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 and you know what? In case things get out of hand tonight and I take too much heroin, I might as well keep this around. Right. Wow. A little of the not-dead nasal spray. Just in case. But we hope it doesn't go bad like the EpiPen after a certain amount of time if you're keeping that thing around, especially for that price. Speaking of pharmacy, CVS Health offering big bucks to buy insurer Aetna. Multiple reports say CVS made an offer to Aetna of more than $66 billion. Would merge one of the country's largest pharmacy operators with one of the biggest health insurers. Healthcare consolidation is often seen as a way for insurers and pharmacies to lower medical costs as a hedge against online competition. Amazon also reportedly preparing to enter the prescription drug market in addition to the other things they sell. Superstar golfer Tiger Woods due in court to resolve a driving under the influence case. He's expected to plead guilty to reckless driving and agree to That's enter. a good idea since they found you sound asleep with four flat tires. That's none of your business. Damage to both ends of your vehicle. And you That's thought right. you had just finished a golf round on the opposite coast of the country that you are currently on. Right. God damn it. So I, I commend your guilty plea. That's right. Well, it, means, it comes with it a year on probation, a $250 fine. Attending DUI school would love to be the person going to that school and has to end up sitting next to Tiger Woods. 20 hours of community service and attending a workshop where victims of impaired drivers detail how their lives were damaged. Since he was intoxicated with prescription drugs and marijuana, Woods must also go through regular drug tests. He was arrested in May, as you mentioned, after passing out in his Mercedes on the side of the road, which I'm sure is more comfortable to sleep in than my 10-year-old Toyota. Hey, Tiger, was it good weed, dude? Did you get some good stuff? If he got no, some your business. Yeah, I was just setting up the clip. So is he, uh, <laughs> when he has to talk about how it's damaged him, does he have to say, I was, I was one of the most famous, respected people in the world. No, I'm not. That's how it affected me. I'm Tiger Woods, and I'm a <laughs> pillhead. I would love to be in Tiger Woods, a uh, little DUI traffic school. Hey, hey there's a, you want to go Perkins? 
Perkins around the corner. Long go. Good waitresses. See, I was thinking about this the other day since you brought that up. We were discussing the is sexual addiction a thing. Mm-hmm. And now Harvey Weinstein. Oh, yeah, it's funny. You're an addict only when you're around young, hot women that you have something on. And you can get away with it. But you yeah. can control it in other situations. Tiger might actually be a sex addict because he apparently it wouldn't seem that he could control it. He was hitting on everyone all the time in public wherever. God, Tiger! At, at the Perkins restaurant, wherever. Yeah. That's a little yeah. closer to you have no control over well, it's, it. Yeah, it's so reckless. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, I'd like to be in his uh, DUI class, too. Hey, Tyke, sometimes I lose it right. What am I doing here? Take a look at this. Make a couple <laughs> of swings in the class. Keep my left arm straight. Is that still a thing? <laughs> Swing slow to stay low. You hear about that, Tiger? <laughs> wow. Hey guys, we just got an update on entertainment mogul Simon Cowell, who was rushed to a hospital after a fall at his home in London. People Magazine now says the 58-year-old former American Idol judge couldn't sleep and then fell down the stairs as he went for a glass of warm milk. He is now home from the hospital. He gets up in the night and has a glass of warm milk. That's exactly like the Tiger thing. He had a head full of Ambien, I'll bet. You think? Yeah. Wow. Joe willing to say anything about anybody. Even loved Simon Cowell. No, the guy who couldn't sleep, he's up in the middle of the night and he plunges downstairs. He's probably on Ambien. That's a warm milk. Okay. Guy I used to work with at a, another mm-hmm. radio station swears he took some Ambien, got up, fixed himself uh, a meal for 10 people, ate the entire thing, went back to bed, didn't know what happened. We've talked to people on the phone who woke up at the toll plaza with wow. no idea how they got there. Scary. In their car. Cooked a meal for 10 people and ate it and went back to hey, sleep. He's a bigger guy than me if that tells you anything. That's your first clue right there. I'll tell you something even scarier. What happens after we change the clocks? Assaults drop 3% the Monday after daylight saving time begins. A study from the University of Pennsylvania found that fewer assaults are committed the day after the clocks spring forward in March. That causes people to lose nearly an hour of sleep. Uh, Researchers say the change likely occurs because that hour makes people too tired. They also say the assaults increase by 3% the day after daylight saving ends in November, but the evidence is not as strong, and of course we fall back. In a little more than a week on November 5th. When it gets dark at 4 o'clock, I want to punch somebody. (laughs) I want to crack a head. I know we need our sunlight for our vitamin D, don't we? And finally, a happy 54th birthday to model, actress, and second first lady Marla Maples. She's best known as the former Mrs. Donald Trump. They have a daughter together, Tiffany, who is going to Georgetown Law, probably to make sure her older brothers and sister don't make another attempt to keep her out of the old man's will. That's your news. I'm Ryan Harris on the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. So the sexual assaulters oversleep on the day after moving the clocks one way. But you get out there and do assault that. in general, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, the petering I'm too out. tired to beat anybody up. All right. The petering out is coming up, and it's especially good on a Friday because we really don't care. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. some pumpkins this weekend oh yeah would have done it earlier but with the warm weather carved pumpkin ain't gonna last long outdoors right yeah that's funny i've told the story before about our first year in california having you know grown up in the midwest Uh, judy and i we got here we carved pumpkins with our kids and we put them out on like october 1st or whatever (laughs) it was and they were a gooey disgusting mold-ridden mess by the 20th yeah. We had to go out and get more pumpkins. Yeah. 
I mean, that there's nothing ickier than a pumpkin. Gee roast. Oh, the, when it's, you know, turned. Hey, real quick, some more Kennedy stuff. As these uh, all these files come out, uh, there are 2,500 documents uh, that have been released, 300 held back, as you may have heard, and the various news organizations have sicked their people on them to read as much as they can and summarize them and promote them. Here are a bunch of headlines from a bunch of news sources you know and perhaps love. NBC News headline is J. Edgar Hoover said public must believe Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. I want to learn more about that document. That's that's interesting. Politico's headline. A Cuban intelligence officer told another Cuban that he knew Oswald was a, quote, good shot because he, quote, knew him. New York Post. Unsealed docs reveal KGB thought LBJ could have been behind JFK assassinations. Well, that's, yeah, that's like projecting your the way you do things a little bit, isn't it? That's oh, the way, yeah. That's the way you do it in your country. <clears throat> Rival yeah, leaders purge, yeah. take each other out. Right, a coup. Dallas Morning News says, Soviet leader Nikita Khrushchev believed Kennedy could not have been killed without complicity by the Dallas police. Because another projecting, because that sort of thing doesn't happen around here. Right. Because our cops are always in on it over here. Yeah, so Khrushchev th- was saying Dallas cops had to be in on it. Yeah. That's interesting. The The Guardian, new JFK files reveal FBI warning on Oswald and Soviets' missile fears. So the FBI knew Oswald was up to something before the killing, and the Soviets feared we were going to lob missiles at him in retaliation for killing JFK. That's interesting. The Evening Standard. Local U.K. newspaper warned of big news by mystery caller 25 minutes before the president was shot dead. That's a tough one. That's a huge stretch. Could have been anything. Yeah, huge stretch. Washington Examiner. WikiLeaks offers bounty for unreleased JFK assassination records. Ooh, there's something I hadn't thought of. The, the, a modern take on an old story. Somebody hacks in and gets this stuff. Right, right. And then there's a link. To access the full tranche of documents. What's that word? Tranche. <laughs> what does that mean? It means tranche. Tranche <laughs> means tranche. <laughs> Sacre bleu. Uh, I, I, I don't use the word tranche enough. I think that's how you pronounce it. Is that spelled with one inch or two? <laughs> no, it's an all, not an all. Mm, portion of something? Is that what you're... Uh, T-R-A-N-C-H-E. Tranche. Uh, it's at the National uh, Archives web portal. Tranche. Thank you. I've been. To I the, got it right. I'm cultured. <laughs> I've been to the assassination spot a couple of times on just like a regular day, you know, Tuesday at 11 o'clock in the morning, and there's always people walking around. Right. You got some guys walking around looking at the grassy knoll, looking at the spot, looking up at the window. I mean, everybody does it every day. Protractors, rulers. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Off every distances. day. Wow. <laughs> and do you get to go up in the book depository? Yep. yep. You look out the dang window. Do they still let you do that? That yeah. seems macabre. They, they got it. It's, it's, it's Second interesting. Second French word in a single segment, by the way. Back to you, mon cher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This whole thing is macabre, you know, because we've uh, talked about it as if it, you know, were a TV show. Yeah. If you're, it happened before I was born. If you're old enough, it may seem more like a young father getting murdered. Right. Uh, and less like, less like a TV mystery. But yeah, you get to walk up there, you look right out the window. And they got a spot there in the road where the car was. So your assessment of the difficulty of the shot. I don't know if enough about it. It certainly seems like somebody who's good at it could do it to me. That was my first thought. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. think, no way! Right, right. My, my brother who does that thinks, yeah, I could make that shot. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's hear our announcer. Hey. 
guys gonna do your uh, your final thoughts now? Hmm? Give uh, one last little amusing one-liner quip? Hmm? Give us all a little uh, last-minute chuckle before the nine o'clock hour passes us by? Hmm? Yeah. Give uh, give everyone one last chance to uh, get what's eating them off the chest. Hmm? Maybe even a valuable life lesson discerned from the new stories of the day. Yeah. Yep. Okay, you guys go ahead and do that now. That is so good. Oh, yeah. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from Michelangelo. Michael. I want the files released as to why dentists tell you you can't eat or drink for 30 minutes after you're getting your teeth cleaned. <laughs> why? What will happen? <laughs> uh, Ryan Harris, do you have a final thought? I do. I am extremely grateful and fortunate to be here with the both of you, so thank you for, and all of you, actually, so thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Get out. Positive Sean, your final thought? I don't know how this happened, but it's... Uh, I'm gonna be at a corn maze tomorrow. I don't. I don't know. With a girl? Yes, but <laughs> pick some of apples course. while you're there. Do you like to pick apples? Corn maze. Ugh. They're what? fun, are they? <laughs> yeah. If you go through the stalks to get out and not Jack, follow the maze. Do you have a final thought? Yeah, I think it's pretty interesting. We're talking about. I got this Atlantic article about how the Russians are involved currently in our politics and try. And we're talking about the JFK assassination from fifty some years ago and the Russians' involvement then. They have been our foe and continue to be for a long time. We were talking earlier today about how scary it would be to get inside somebody else's head, particularly a sexual predator. Well, I'd like to get inside of the head of anybody who enjoys Halloween costumes as an adult. Since I was eight years old, I've considered it a burden, not a joy. I have a party tonight, and I'm just miserable that I have to figure out a costume. You're going to dress up. Second year in a row. Wow. Tweet it. What are you thinking? I'm going to go with the same costume I used last year. Are you kidding? Slutty something or other? Slutty something or other. See you Monday. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, Owen from Max Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! (laughs) Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.